everybody and welcome to another episode of the brighter side i'm amber nelson ed's going to be joining us very soon and i hope you are having a delightful time in your quarantine i currently have a scoop of ice cream in my coffee because i am living life did you know you could do that put a little scoop of ice cream in there the italians do it and it's called a fucking good cup of coffee um wonderful no rules in quarantine no rules except gotta be six feet away from everybody at all times wear a mask outside if you have to go but other than that have ice cream for breakfast who cares Mm-mm. yes this is wonderful i'm learning how to do all these new kind of things in quarantine like how to learn zoom how to turn on a computer um, I thought that technology was the devil, but here we are, and it's the only way I can communicate with the outside world. <laughs> this is great. I'm personally doing great. Um, I did masturbate to a photo of a man wearing a bowling shirt, so I'm a little broken when it comes to people, and I think we all are. I definitely went outside to get the trash and um, I saw a man and he was stumbling around and he was like I'm looking for my cell phone my girlfriend she lost her cell phone here last night I can't find it and I was like I'll help this man find his cell phone and I'm in sweatpants and it's 7 a.m. and I have no makeup on and and after a while he was like hey are you married and I was like no and he's like I was looking for my ex-girlfriend's phone she's my I broke up with her last night And I'm here looking for a phone. You got a boyfriend? And I was like, sir, I am in sweatpants. (laughs) Please back away. Six feet. So I think we're all a little bit lonely here. Mm -mm. This coffee's so good. I hope I'm not annoying annoying people with my sippies. I keep looking to make sure it's recording because I have for sure started the podcast um, and did not press record because... That's the kind of woman I am. I'm, I'm a free moment living for the people. I smell it all. Not good with technology. But today, we're going to continue on the animal episode. And um, I'm going to open with, because we're doing, I think last week we did land and air. And today we're going to do sea and animals that go back and forth between it all. I've got the capybara. The capybara. The animal that goes back and forth between sea and land. It is such a little sweetheart. It looks like I got drunk and tried to draw a dog. That's that's what it looks like. It's the capybara. It's they're chill and they radiate energy, just like this podcast. And all animals love them. Turtles, birds, fish, even deadly predators like alligators and human beings. They're just so sweet and cuddly. They are the world's largest rodent, weighing 150 pounds. That's more than I weigh. That's more than 150 pounds. And I am a full-bodied, grown, beautiful, sumptuous woman picking up men in her sweatpants at 7 a.m. Mmm, sexy, vivacious. I made a three-pound meatloaf last night. Because it's the only meat the grocery store had. It was a three-pound bag of ground turkey. And I made this meatloaf, and it is the size of my upper body, from my neck to my hips. (laughs) 
It was really good. I didn't have enough potatoes and I didn't have enough ketchup. So I did half ketchup side, half potato toppy side. Bathman wins. I kind of prefer the ketchup. Back to capybaras. You can keep them as pets, but no cages. Capybaras are a very social animal who often like a martini at a jazz club or striking up conversations with single men at the gym. (laughs) Did I mention I made a three pound bag of meatloaf last night? I can't eat all this meat. How am I going to eat all this meat? Where's the men to help me? If you keep them as a pet, their teeth are constantly growing. So you have to give them something to constantly munch on. Or they'll munch on your power cords and electrocute themselves into a delicious smoked meat. A savory, yummy capybara brisket. You can slice it up and serve it on rye toast with some sauerkraut and mustard. Mmm. Mmm. I saw a documentary where this lady kept a capybara as a pet, and she was like, it's depressed, it's sad, and it's because they're very social creatures, like they need other people. And then she brought this pet psychic over, and just when you thought the capybara lady was crazy, there's a pet psychic that would stare at it, and it was like, Gary, that's the fucking capybara's name, Gary says he's lonely. And she's like, tell Gary I want him to sleep in bed with me. And then she stared down the capybara, and she's like, okay, he gets it. And then he apparently got in bed with her that night. Just when you thought it got crazy, it had another turn. Speaking of eating capybaras, in the 16th century, the Catholics couldn't eat meat on Fridays. So the Pope declared the capybara a fish, and people could eat it on Friday. And as we all know, Friday is a day of penance because Jesus died on a Friday, and he loved endless shrimp at Outback. No meat on Fridays because Jesus loved Shrimp scampi. That's right. All right. Capybaras love water. If you have them as a pet, they need like four hours of water a day, like a swimming pool. And in this documentary, the woman, like her, she said growing up, her kids always wanted a swimming pool. And she was like, now it's swimming pool. And then she got a capybara and she's like, all right, I'm getting a swimming pool. <laughs> so she got over the fucking rat and not her kids. Man, I would feel so disrespected. But. I guess there's a capybara out there loved somewhere. Their name is Latin for water pig, much like Ben Kissel in a swimming pool. They can hold their breath up to five minutes in water. I can only hold my breath up to one minute with these sensuous woman lungs. I was drunk in my metafamous comic once, Eugene Merman, and I was like, how long can you hold your breath? Let's do a competition. And he was like, no, and then walked away. No fun. This was back in the halls of UCB, rest in peace, where we would do whippets and smoke weed, and um, it's shut down now. It's all shut down, every bit of fun. That was such a fun place, like the back halls of UCB. You just go back there and smoke cigarettes, smoke weed, party it up, whatever you want, and then somebody like busted a water main back there. And so then we couldn't party back there anymore. It's always one person that's got to ruin it all. Man, that was fun. All right. Capybaras sleep in water by keeping their snout above water level. And that's why their eyes and snout are so high up and their ears, their ears are so tiny and they're like on the top part of their head. So they can just kind of bloop and their head pops up. In humans, we can't sleep in water because our noses and our mouth are further down on the face. We can't do it. Unless your mom would fall asleep in the bathtub for hours. And I'd come in, I'd be like, Mommy, 
Mommy, you asleep in the bathtub? My mom would fall asleep in the bathtub for like three hours. I think she just wanted to get away from us. Hmm. Capybaras also mate in water. And I looked up a video of a capybara penis, and it is long and skinny, and it looks, it like slings out like a yo-yo. It's like a fowl. And they also have these screams that are like, so you just want to imagine like a yo-yo dick. <laughs> That's how we all lost our virginity. It's just some guy with a big penis out. And he's like, was losing your virginity happy for anybody? Let me know in the comments. I looked at capybara vagina, and um, because the capybaras are like related to rodents, it's just a bunch of scientists like holding up lab rats to the camera and being like, look at it. Look at the mouse pussy. It's really disturbing. Um, and I usually don't eat meat, except for that three pounds of ground turkey. But we're living in Thunderdome, baby. Take what you can get. Um, because I don't like the way we treat animals, you know? Do you think aliens look at human porn and they're just like, that's gross. What? They put the what in hay now? That's nasty. Capybaras also run to water when they sense danger. Run to water when you sense danger. Mm. They live in family groups, commonly about 30 per group. And there's one big male who sleeps with all the women. He's getting all the poon. And then there's smaller males who are on the lookout for predators, and they're the ones that make the. It's kind of a it's kind of a horrible sound for such a cute little animal, and thank God I'm not a man. I mean, they're just constantly fighting and killing each other over space. I mean, women we just talk shit about each other behind our backs. <laughs> That's all we do. Oh my God, people are like, "Why do you like? Why do you prefer hanging out with women, Amber?" And I'm like, "Because." The worst that's going to happen is she's going to learn something about me and use it against me. Like, the worst something a man's going to do is murder me. <laughs> Female capybaras have up to four babies at a time, and all the babies can walk on the first day. Look at all these babies walking on the first day! And babies don't get... And I guess they have to because predators will come get you. So the capybaras that were very slow to begin with just got eaten. And babies that, um, they, they don't get their milk just from one mom. It's a community. So all the babies get their milk from all the other moms. Like a little hippie hippie cult. They just go snuggle up to somebody else's mommy and she's like, get in here. And then she just lets them suckle on her titties. I think the reason capybaras are so well liked is because they're vegetarian. So other animals, like, they like them. They're not predators, you know, they're just not hurting anybody or anything, just munching on some grass leaves and they also eat their own shit they eat their own dookie so maybe other animals see that and they're just like don't eat that it's full of its own poison this is fun i do like capybaras the relatives to guinea pigs and rabbits big old rodents you can keep as a pet I don't know why people always want to sleep in bed with them. Every documentary I saw, they're like, I just want them to sleep in bed with me, the people that own them. And I'm like, it eats its own shit. I don't know. I don't know why you would. I mean, I love animals as much as the rest per, the rest of the, 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 I will it. I do love animals as much as the kindest person does. I do love capybaras because they're so chill. But I would not want to sleep in bed with one. I'm sorry. I would rather sleep with a DJ. 
<laughs> I would rather sleep with a guy that says, I mean, I know. What am I doing? I'm like, I won't sleep with capybaras, but I'll sleep with a guy that says mad facts. <laughs> That's mad facts, yo. All right. This is fun. I hope you've had a little capybara knowledge. I had a good time researching them. And also, like, if you find an animal you love, go research it. Ain't nobody hurting nothing. Go look at some documentaries. Learn you something. Have some ice cream for breakfast. Drink some coffee in the afternoon. That's exactly what I'm doing. And then I'm about to go have some more of that delicious meatloaf. All right, Eddie, take it away. Thank you, Amber. Uh, By the way, Amber, I am digging your cooking show on YouTube. Subscribe to Amber's YouTube channel if you get a chance. Amber Nelson on YouTube. It is a barrel of monkeys. I I also love her uh, businessman sketch. Uh, Go back and check that out. Uh, Keep up the good work. Uh, I I love everything you do, Amber. Um, All right, so... We're doing this animal series to make you feel good about yourselves and take your mind off of the bullshit. And when Amber and I decided to do water animals, I thought to myself, well, orcas are pretty badass. I'll just talk about them. Uh, The problem is you really can't learn about orcas without immediately learning about them being stolen from their families and becoming slaves for our amusement. Uh, SeaWorld, you, you go fuck. Miami Sea Aquarium, you fuck harder. Uh, so let's dive into that real fast, and we'll talk about the sad shit, and then I'll talk about the cool shit. Um, Blackfish, like, changed everything when it came, when it came to that. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Blackfish. Uh, it was a documentary that came out about eight years ago, something like that. Uh, and it made it so like we couldn't ignore what's going on anymore. Uh, I remember before I saw Blackfish, I used to just like Google SeaWorld accidents just because I found it funny. And then I realized I was being a piece of shit by laughing at it because there was a very intelligent creature being fucking tortured in there. Um, I remember when I went to go see Blackfish, this is kind of funny. I was meeting uh, our buddy. He was on the um, a couple episodes of Brighter Side uh an early episode about taxis but um trey galleon i went to go meet him in the theater to go see blackfish and i remember when i was in new york and there was just like an onslaught of rain that came out of nowhere when i was on the subway and so when i got out of the subway it was unbelievable torrential downpour and i had to run to the sunshine theater on on uh houston street which i don't think is there anymore and uh i had to i had to run there in the pouring fucking rain and i just got soaked to the bone like dripping fucking soaked i miss like i would have like been dry if i left 10 minutes earlier but i i was just soaked to the bone i got i remember getting a ticket for blackfish and just like walking up to the ticket taker and be like oh yeah you know how like some people go to a batman dressed as uh the joker well uh i'm here for this movie that was just a soaking wet mess uh, and so I, so, uh, I thought that was, uh, as the only funny thing about Blackfish, uh, Blackfish's star Tillicum, the, um, the whale that killed a couple people in that movie. Uh, but I want to talk about a different, uh, killer whale for two seconds, uh, called Lolita. Uh, Lolita was caught in Penn Cove, uh, Puget Sound, Washington in, uh, 1970. And uh, she was one of seven young whales from that uh, that were caught 
that were sold to marine parks around the world. Uh, and uh, she's still, and she was sold to the Miami Sea Aquarium, and uh, she's still there, believe it or not. Uh, she's the only uh, killer whale there. And I've been to Miami Sea Aquarium. I've seen this whale, uh, you know, when I was a kid. I used to go there all the time because I grew up down there. And, like, we go to, like, school trips and shit down there. And uh, it's messed up because uh, more than the other whales that are in captivity, uh, she is, uh, she's in, she's being kept illegally. And, uh, I mean, yeah, they bought her for $20,000 back in the day. But uh, the thing is that uh, she's supposed to be in a bigger tank than she is she's 22 feet long and weighs 7,800 pounds uh and it's uh the minimum tank size she's supposed to be in is 48 feet long which isn't even that long that's just like two times the size of her uh but uh the tank that she's in is only 35 feet long so it's it's hard for her to even turn around uh and so and it's also only 20 feet deep and it's 12 feet deep around the edges, which is just extremely fucked up for such a large animal. And uh, she, there used to be another whale, another another orca, another killer whale that was at Miami Sea Aquarium, but it fucking killed itself. I know this is really exactly what you want to be hearing on your, you know, while you're stuck in your house. But this whale, Hugo, um, it ended up committing suicide by ramming its goddamn head against the wall because it just wanted to be free so bad uh this is like why you just can't go to these places uh lolita is still there uh she is there lots of people trying to get her uh sent back i learned about lolita from uh, uh my friend pow uh check out her art she's a wonderful artist the art of pow p-a-u um but if you want to uh see what you can do about helping uh, the Orca Network is all over it. All right, so the Orca Network dot org, and you can learn about uh, the whales they're trying to save, uh, Lolita and uh, Tokate, to- to- I think is his name. Uh, so uh, you check out and you can learn about them. Uh, there's a, there's really a lot to go, uh, to learn about with them, and they are you know they're a very social creature. Uh, you know like. Even though these whales have been taken from their pod uh, 40-something years ago, they like they remember it. And they live a long-ass time, killer whales. Uh, that's the thing. They live 50 to 90 years. So, I mean, this thing's got a long time to go, and it's stuck in this damn pen. But um, they're really awesome. Uh, so let's just talk about orcas and how cool they are. I just wanted to tell you about that one because I felt like I couldn't talk about orcas without talking about the fucking elephant in the room. The orca in the tub. Uh, but uh, the scientific name, Orc, Orc, Orcanus Orca. It's a delphin day. I see these are things I don't know words. Uh, but it is a mammal. It's a sea mammal. Uh, it can uh, The males can weigh up to uh, 9,000 oh, 9, kilograms and females up to uh, 6,000. Uh, they are big old bastards. These killer whales. They will, and they travel far and wide. They they could travel up to a thousand miles in a day. 
Uh, they're huge, cool. They are not dangerous to people. If you see, if you saw the movie that came, that came out in the late seventies or early eighties called Orca, they would probably try and get you to think that they were. But there has only been one case of an orca biting somebody in the wild ever and that was in uh august of 2005 uh so uh, uh i mean i'm sorry that was in the 70s in 2005 a, a whale touched a child uh there's a you know there that's how crazy this is but in uh september 9th 1972 california surfer hans kretschmer uh reported being bitten by an orca at point sir uh, most maintain that this remains to be the only fairly well-documented instance of an orca biting a human in the wild. Uh, his wound required 100 stitches. He lived. He's fine. Uh, it, captive orca attacks, I mean, it is a long-ass list. It's like they fight to not be in there. Uh, there is so much to learn about orcas. I, I feel guilty that... I'm even trying to squeeze it into 10 minutes of telling you about it, but it, there is there is so much going on with this animal, and you really need to dive deeper into it. I want to have a trainer on or something so we can really get into what's going on with the with these uh, beautiful, wonderful creatures. Uh, uh, some more facts about orcas are uh, they have 45 teeth. Each are about eight centimeters long, and uh, they're kind of shaped for ripping and tearing prey. Instead of chewing their food, a lot of times orcas will just swallow it whole. I know that sounds terrifying, but they don't attack people. We've been over that. Uh, usually they like fish, squid, and then uh, they'll also eat seal lions, uh, seals, uh, penguins. They'll eat the fucking shit out of a penguin. And uh, they're cool because they hunt in packs, uh, which are pods. They, sometimes they've seen larger pods, uh, like larger packs of whales, like at 100 at a time. But for the most part, uh, the, even when they see them in 100, they'll go like break off later that night into like their smaller pods. And their pods can be anywhere from like 2 to 10 uh, whales large. And they work together when they're hunting. Uh, it's really cool on planet Earth. You can see this. Like if there's like a fucking seal on a on a, like a, a sheet of ice, uh, what they'll do is three orcas will charge at the ice and try and like create a wave to tip it over, while another orca waits on the other side of it, ready to catch the seal in its mouth when it slides off of the ice. They are crazy inventive animals they also they can be kind of cruel they'll torture uh their whatever they eat uh sometimes which is uh disturbing to watch uh it they, they'll uh, they'll get a seal they'll play with it you know they'll kill a seal or like beat the shit out of it till it's near death and before they eat it they'll literally pick play catch with it and they'll throw it like dozens of feet in the air with their tails and then like another whale, like a football field away will catch it and then throw it back. And they like, they play games with it and shit before they kill it. Uh, if they did attack humans, I would be very terrified, but they, uh, they do not. Disney plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. 
On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. There are there are four different types of orcas. Like I said, I don't I can't even really get into how crazy and smart and social and wonderful these animals are. They have names for each other. Uh, you know, you can see them in all the oceans and most, uh, and most seas. They, they travel like lunatics, you know, the same ones that you see in Alaska. You you'll see down in, in friggin' South America, you know, cause they just go, uh, worldwide estimates of uh, how many are left, um, are uncertain, but uh, a consensus suggests that there's a minimum of 50,000 orcas uh, left in the wild. Uh, it's, uh, you know, but who the hell knows? There's no way to really tell how many are left. But uh, I think orcas are super cool, and I love this animal. And you just watch a bunch of footage on them. There's great National Geographic documentaries on them. Uh, you, you can check out on Disney Plus, and uh, I mean the, how they they look at them in Blue Planet, and uh, they're just the coolest freaking animal, and they deserve to be free. If you know anyone who uh, used to work at Sea World or Miami Sea Aquarium and would love to talk to us, uh, or someone who's an activist, I would love, love to uh, to get into it because they are such an interesting crazy crazy uh animal uh uh once again guys thank you for listening uh i'll be back in a little bit to talk to you about uh what's going on uh with the uh, abortion crisis in in uh, during this pandemic uh i talk i bring my beautiful wonderful uh fiance future wife uh julie rosing to help uh talk about that but before i move on I wanted to share this with you. Uh, a friend of the show, Katie Frame, uh, from the you'll know her from the Reformed Whores uh, uh, and uh, the Difficult Women podcast. Both are great. Check them out while you're doing nothing. Uh, she wrote this like a pop apocalyptic uh, uh, song. It's called the Optimistic Apocalyptic Plan. Uh, that she wrote it a long time ago, and she just reposted it because it's very poignant to what's going on now. And I heard it, and I loved it, and I asked her if I could play it on the show, and she said yes. Uh, so uh, it's on her Instagram. Go check it out. That's Katie Frame, K A T Y F R A M E. Check it out there. Uh, it's it's one of her most recent posts. But we're gonna play it for you right now on the show. Uh, thank you so much uh, for listening, and I'll talk to you guys again in a little bit. Katie, take it away, and then Amber, you take it away. Turn on the news, the future looks bleak. We're doomed to be bombed, drowned, or fried. And no total annihilation seems imminent. I choose to look on the brighter side. So when the sea levels rise and we all get soaked, well, that'll be a good time to work on my backstroke. Or if the super drought hits, then I'll just work on my tan. And that's my optimistic apocalyptic plan. Get hacked by Russia and the power grid gets cooked. At least 
won't be spending so much time on Facebook or if Kim Jong gets mad and we all get nuked. I won't be worried about how I look in my swimsuit if aliens attack the earth and anal probes are my fate. It wouldn't be much worse than my last Tinder date. I'll snort a bunch of Xanax when the shit hits the fan and that's my optimistic apocalyptic plan. time listening to Eddie Spaghetti. I sure do. I miss people. All right. So now we're going to the sea. Under the sea. And this is fun. I picked seahorses. Seahorses. The cucks of the sea. I'll be honest. The main reason I wanted to do seahorses is because the men give birth. And I was like, the men give birth. I want to do it with the men. They can feel our pain. And then the men give. And then the men can. And men you know. And then the men. And that's all I knew. But now I'm learning so many facts. Like a baby seahorse is named a fry. There are 50 different species. And the men like being called a little bitch by their fat wife. Cucks of the sea. The females deposit eggs in the male's pouch. And he sits on them for two weeks before plopping them out of his giant gaping hole like a tired Nerf gun. <laughs> He's like... Phew. It looks like, like when you fart under the blankets, like that's what it feels like <laughs> when it's, when his babies comes out and he gives birth up to a thousand babies at a time, like a whore in the old Testament, right? Life's too hard. I need to make more babies. Maybe one will live. And you know what? Only one out of a thousand reach adulthood, which is a real bummer. Mm. There's always these memes going around that are like, women back in the good old days, they had 20 kids. And women today, they don't, they don't have any kids. I'm like, yeah, because most of them died from dysentery or like a farming accident. You fucking chode. All right, seahorses. There are over 50 different species of seahorses. The tallest is a foot long and the smallest is the size of a grain of rice. And that's a big difference. Like, imagine if there were that sort of height differences in humans, you know, like you are your size, like according to that, like you'd be your size. And then your neighbor is like the size of an apartment building. 
right? That's huge. We'll call him Kevin. We're like, hey, Kevin. Kevin. Hey, Kevin, you want to come to my barbecue? I'll grill an entire horse for you. I'll grill all that finger food for you. Okay, bring your swim trunks. Yeah, that thing you step on is my Olympic-sized swimming pool. You think it's a puddle. It's my Olympic-sized swimming pool. You want to come in and fuck my wife? I'll watch. (laughs) I really didn't know about that bit. I wrote that bit, and I was like, is it funny? I don't know. But humans are all about the same size. I can't imagine if if the human beings lived to grew to apartment size, size, I don't think, A, they would live because it seems like your rib cage would collapse in on itself. I don't know science. Seahorses are part of the chaos that is the ocean. There's a lot of mystery down there. We know more about my asshole than we knew about the ocean. There's a whole species down there we've yet to discover. And I'm talking about my asshole. <laughs> oh, God. My roommate's listening to me right now. I've been like, why is she talking about her butthole on a microphone? Is she doing OnlyFans? Oh my God, OnlyFans in my sweatshirt. Can you imagine? Hey everybody, who wants to see me eat ice cream and be a piece of shit? (laughs) I farted under the blankets. I watched Twilight Zone again. Everybody? I watched an episode of Twilight Zone the other day, and I love that show, but it was just so... There's some episode and this woman was just freaking out the whole time about this guy following her. And I'm like, turn around and confront him. This whole time I was like, that's the only, I was screaming to the TV, screaming. She's like, turn around, confront this man. Instead of just being like, I'm, I'm scared. I have to keep going. I don't know. I, I have confronted people. I mean, there's definitely a, a, a pick and choose. Like there was a guy following me down the street. I confronted him. He yelled something at me and ran away, right? So obviously he was following me. But there was another guy following me down the street, but he had a metal pipe and was like smacking things. I did not confront him. You don't confront the man with a pipe. I just ran into a Walgreens and stared at cans of soup until he left. Oh, man. Being a woman's great. Seahorses like shallow water filled with little kelp or corals that they could hold on to with their tails because they're not very good swimmers. They're not. They're good at navigating the underwater jungle and they can dip and dive and they go uh, vertical. They swim vertical. They're one of the only creatures that can. Uh, Some hold on to driftwood and drift along the sea. They've always got to hold on to something. Driftwood, you know, just holding on to it like your friend who's dating a drug addict. And you're like, come back, Stephanie. Come back. You don't have to date this piece of shit. I know he says he loves you, but he's going nowhere. And she's like, but I love him. I love him and I'm holding on. And you can't tell me what to do. He's going to support me by selling speakers out of his car. You got a cigarette? I'm pregnant. And then she drifts away into the ocean where she's eaten alive. Seahorses can camouflage. They think and they pout real hard and just, ooh, they change their color like a baby taking a doo-doo in its diaper. You ever see that baby taking a doo-doo in its diaper and it changes colors and it gets all pink and blue? Their eyes, the, their eyes, the seahorse, their eyes move all around like a chameleon, just kind of watching and judging everything. And they're prepared to dodge out of the way of predators like crabs. Crabs eat them. Ooh, I love crabs. Fun fact. The Bellagio Buffet in Vegas has all-you-can-eat crab legs. So when we get out of here, save the seahorses and get 
drunk on buttery crab legs. And they're pre-split for you so you can shove your fat sausage fingers in there and pry them open easier and dump them in your whore mouth. Mm. Oh, man, that is what I'm getting. What is your when we get out of here meal? I mean, I'm definitely poor now because I lost my bartending job. But if I get a little money together, I'm getting some crab legs. And definitely not at Vegas Seafood Buffet because... Henry Zabrowski and Ed ate there, and they got really sick, and they said, if you think about it, there is no sea in Vegas. So, I don't know, a man gave me a gift card there once, and I didn't eat there because my friends got sick, and um, the man had no teeth in his mouth. He had no teeth, he was at the gym all the time. I think he um, inherited a lot of money from his father. I don't know. It's like, if you have all that money, like, get some teeth, dude. I think he was just so jacked up on drugs. Like, people who go to the gym, especially in Los Angeles, they are so... They do this thing, and I forget what it's called, like, pre-workout, and how it is not illegal, I don't know. Because they're shaking, and they're like, I need to get in the gym! And it's obviously cocaine. That's exactly what they're doing. And then they crash, they say. I'm like, yeah, you're crashing off of drugs. And then they say you have to go do more to like do their legs now. I'm like, go. It's okay to have a cookie, you know, like go to the gym, better yourself for your brain and your body. But do you have to get jacked and do drugs all the time? Like, isn't the point of this whole thing is to like fuck bitches, but no one wants to fuck you when you're being a coked out piece of shit. Anyways, speaking of food, seahorses eat plankton. They don't have teeth. They just snoot the delicious plankton in their little snooties, like a little coke addict. <laughs> and it, that's a word I learned today is snoot, and it makes me very happy. So uh, brownie points for you if you use the word snoot today. I need to snoot some pre-workout, bro. And they're like, all their calves are like, they look like balloons that are about to burst. I don't know. I don't know who fucks these men. I guess women that are also there, but they have, like, I saw this girl who was, um, I think she was a sugar baby, which take your money, do what you got. But she was gorgeous, like perfect. And she got on the scale and started crying because she gained two pounds. And I'm like, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. You know? And then I think she has bad taste in men, just like I have bad taste in men, but she was dating a guy. And this is the gym I worked at was right on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So you'd have people that dressed up like Spider-Man and whatnot. But this guy dressed up as Captain Jack Sawyer. And he, um, she was dating him for a while. And I, I he was obviously not giving her money. Um, but I do think they make money, but not like sugar baby money. But he was very attractive, like in his big blue eyes. And he had that Captain Jack sort of swagger. You know, that's why he played the character. And then... They were always buddy-buddy on the mats and like kissy-kissy. And then one day he checks in and then he runs away from her and you could tell they had a breakup and then she just starts crying again. And I'm like, girl, you can do better than second-rate Captain Jack Sparrow. Please. You're beautiful. Stop crying over two pounds. Please. Go get in your sweatpants and help a man find his cell phone in the street and he'll ask if you're married. That guy did have a wig. I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, if you're just tuning in. I was helping, just randomly, just helping this guy. I was in sweatpants at 7 a.m. He's like, my girlfriend lost her phone. And I like helped him look for it. And he was like, it's actually my ex-girlfriend. You married? But he had like a wig on him and some props. Maybe he's like a, maybe he's a prop comic. Oh my God. 
I should have run away. Okay, seahorses. Their scientific name is the hippocampus because they look like the hippocampus part of our brain. And fun fact, your brain has two hippocampi, one on each part of the brain, and it's responsible for memory storage and spatial memory and navigation. It's very important. And in fact, in Alzheimer's, it's one of the first things to go. But brighter side, if you have Alzheimer's, if someone's fucking your wife, you'll be like, who's that? Is that my wife? Seahorses, cucks of the sea. (laughs) This has been fun. All right, everybody, I'm going to give it back to Eddie Spaghetti. I love you all. Take care of yourself in quarantine, okay? And I know I'm wearing sweatpants, but like sometimes I do put on actual clothes and I still curl my hair and put on makeup because I want to feel like a human being. And when I'm washing my hands for the 20th time today, I want to look in the mirror and say, you got it, kid. It's going to be okay. And not just messy hair and bags under my eyes, you know? And don't go so far that you're the girl crying over two pounds at the gym and crying over second-rate Captain Jack Sparrow. But, you know, have a little bit of love for yourself. Put on some rouge. Put on some socks and underwear. You know what I mean? Uh, Lotion. That's important. Um, Deodorant. Put on deodorant. And I know I said eat ice cream, but also have some salads. You know, keep that immune system going. And you got this. And we're going to get out of here happy and healthy and better than before. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you, Amber, so much for all that lovely information on seahorses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's perfect. Uh, Julie, what is your favorite thing? By the way, I'm being joined by my wonderful betrothed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say My bitch. future wife. <laughs> my wonderful <laughs> bitch. Uh, that's where we are at day 17 of quarantine. <clears throat> It's probably more than that at this point. I don't know what you were is. with us when we were talking about uh, just first doing this. Yeah. Quarantine. How are you feeling this far in? I mean, I don't know. Life with you is very easy. Really? It is. I feel like we have. What's your favorite part about me? Your about top five you? favorite things about me. Oh, my God. The farts. Uh-huh. Number one. Number one. The farts. Yeah, number one. That's what right. I like. You know, my hip hop name is Chubby Farts. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, I'm expecting a quarantine (laughs) uh, performance by Chubby Farts later. Um, I think we, it it has felt like we're on this, we've been on the same wave pretty much. Yes. No, no, no. I I woke up in a funk this morning, but uh, I've done that, I think, one other time this this whole quarantine. Which I don't even remember when the other time was, so. Yeah. It was when I was like throwing shit against the wall and I broke all those plates and oh, stuff. Oh, interesting. I thought I thought that was because you couldn't find your favorite movie on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just have to become more about, observant. All right, real quick before we get started here, what's your favorite thing about seahorses? Um, you know, I'll be honest, I don't really know much about seahorses, but I will say the image that comes to mind is just when they are expelling babies out of their hole. Oh my God. And it's just a ton of them. And I they're the tiniest, babies. tiniest little babies, little mm. seahorse babies. And they just immediately, like, they spray everywhere. Go, at, they cover. Thank the God ocean. they're in the ocean. Otherwise, yeah. you know, imagine that on land. Do you think you've ever had a seahorse baby, like, in your mouth? No. Uh, I, I wow. doubt. I don't confidently th- no. Well, I've never seen a seahorse while I've also been in the water. 
I've seen seahorses mm. and tanks, and I don't. I try my best not to drink tank water, mm, but uh, uh-huh. I yeah. would, I've never seen you a should. seahorse in front of me in real life. Well, they're very tiny. That's what I'm saying. Do you think you would even know if it was there? No, I'm also very oblivious to uh-huh. whenever things are going on around me. Listen, <laughs> I think this is a great segue. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to bring you on to talk about this because we've been doing these animal episodes to keep people's mind off of this, but I just wanted to sneak this in at the Mm. end of this episode Mm -hmm. because this was something in particular that kind of like pissed me off of what's going on right now. Uh, if you're not paying attention, uh, the, uh, the governors and attorneys, uh, and attorney general of Ohio, Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Alabama have demanded the closure of their state's abortion clinics uh, calling abortions not essential medical procedures. Um, the governor's saying that this will help free up personal protective equipment, PPE. Um, uh, this is actually uh, uh, what made me look up the what PPE actually stood for. What's a PPE? <laughs> personal protective What's equipment. What's that song? What's the song? Um... OPP? Yeah, OPP. <laughs> You're done, You're done with, with PPE. PPE. <laughs> You're done with PPE. Yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so that's what's going on and uh, right now. And uh, as of today, which is Wednesday, uh, you cannot get an abortion in Texas right now. Well, correction. You can get an abortion in Texas if if your life is in danger. Okay, if your life is in danger. And yeah. what would that be? Like what circumstances? Like would that be? if you were having a ectopic pregnancy. Ect- all right, another ect- word. Ectopic. I need you to. Uh, ec- what's an ectopic pregnancy? Sorry, I, mean, I, I don't know. Well, enough. okay. Well, I mean, this is challenging my medical knowledge too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, means you're in danger of losing your life. It's like if you have this baby. Oh yes. Okay. So okay. What is an ectopic? Ectopic, <laughs> ectopic, ectopic uh, pregnancy. Explain <laughs> okay. that to me. So, an ectopic pregnancy is when the egg or like the pregnancy um, is growing outside of a woman's uterus. Okay. So, like a while ago in Ohio, you know, there was a, a politician that wanted to thought it was, you know, medically possible to take an ectopic pregnancy and replant it in the uterus. Oh, okay, yes. And, and obviously, that's just even, like, just so medically unnecessary and not even possible. You would literally just have to slice It would be, ki- it's, kill- it's killing people. That would be killing someone. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have created, with your partner Becca, uh, a website called INeedAna.com, I-N-E-E-D-A-N-A.com. Uh, which right now is the only accurate women's health search engine up and running, correct? Correct. So it's been running for about three years. I need an A. It kind of, it wasn't, you know, really like, um, it was just kind of magical how me and Becca found each other. We we worked together, uh, you know, long distance for about two years. And it just kind of came about and started happening. And we were both on the same page as far as like what, needed to exist for people seeking abortion access and so now we're three four years in and it's um it's pretty awesome it's mobile friendly it's an easy navigator for how to seek abortion access in your state disney plus and hulu are better together in the disney bundle with new movies and series 
On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Yeah, and it's very easy to use. I uh, I used it earlier today. <laughs> oh yeah, what I state? What state? In our, I used our I used our I used our state our zip code, and there is uh, three clinics within seven miles away. I can go to right now. <laughs> if, uh, but I also put for ten to fifteen weeks. It's very specific, which is uh, very helpful. Well, the benefit is like. There's so much misinformation that exists online. The idea is we try to simplify and provide people the information that only pertains to them. So if somebody comes to the site and they're from Texas, they put in their Texas zip code. Currently, it will they'll get a notification about like what's happening with the, the laws in Texas. And um, we'll then point them to the, the closest one. Yeah. See, I just... Uh... Just to test that right now, I put in the uh, zip code and an El Paso zip code, which is pretty much as far deep in Texas as you can get mm. without, you know, getting out. You know? <laughs> you know, so this is it's right on the border of Mexico across from yeah. Juarez. And uh, right immediately comes up. I put that I'm 38 years old. I'm 10 to 15 weeks. And right, right the first thing that comes up is a triangle and explanation point in it. Very alert, alert, alert due to COVID-19. The state of Texas has put new regulations on abortions in the state, stopping clinics from performing them right now. We've actively updated the site as we learn more. And right now that the best source information uh, will be your closest clinic, uh, a a local abortion fund. Uh, You can find funds by clicking. How am I going to afford this button? And the list. So you still can go and uh, and work on this. Yeah. I mean, there are. It really all depends on how far along a person is. There, you know, what's like what's fucked up about the whole Texas laws is like Abbott, who's the governor, and Paxton, who's the attorney general, they're just they're kind of like super vague on why they want to put the regulations in place, right? They're kind of like, well, we're not this isn't just against abortion clinics. This is against uh, colonoscopies too and blah 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 blah, blah all those things. Yeah. Paxton said what was so hypocritical about what, the, what Paxton's feelings on the whole thing is he was like, well, you know, within Texas, people have to travel so far to get to clinics. And, and you know, these, these clinics are definitely going to come in contact with people who have COVID. So he's saying that because we've made it so hard for people in Texas to find, to get clinics, to access care, they have to travel so far. We're going to, like, they were saying that that equals further spread of the disease. So now they're closing even more clinics, and they're going to make people travel even farther. So it's like, using your logic, you've just actually made it worse. And what's crazy about that, (laughs) which is insane, because I'm looking at this right now, and if you have uh, an ectopic pregnancy... Uh, you can go to the Planned Parenthood in El Paso, which is only 12 miles away from the zip code that I put in. But the next closest one is in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 214.9 miles away. Yeah. So if yeah, you yeah, have, yeah. so if you're trying to get an abortion in El Paso, you have to drive a day. 
Yeah. Right I now. mean, the thing with these laws is that the people who put them in place, they know that they're unconstitutional, right? So Abbott and Paxton, they put this order in place. In Ohio, it was it was, it was was knocked down by um, a federal judge within Ohio. So the yeah. same thing happened in Texas. Um, a federal judge put a... Um, put a stay on the order saying that uh, abortion is still legal at this time. We're going to do, I'm going to do a full trial on April 13th. And this is a, a judge in Austin. And so then very quickly, the state of Texas went to the Fifth Circuit Court uh, of Appeals and had this federal judge's uh, ruling overruled again, saying that it's erroneous. So like, now where there's this like weird space of you know if you're not that far along do you wait until later in april when this stay gets removed or do you try and travel really far away to get um uh, an abortion somewhere else well with everyone out of work right now and everyone's trying to scrounge up money and just stay home and not travel and you're scared to even go out uh, a 215-mile drive isn't really an option for just about anybody. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, that's like, in general, they call these laws trap laws because they trap you, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, the 72-hour waiting period that they, they have in some states, you know, where it's like you have to come for one uh, appointment and then you have to wait 72 hours and then you have to come out here again. And if you think about somebody who's like, lower income or has a job that doesn't allow them to take time off. I mean, the fact that 70 plus percent of, of people that seek abortion access are uh, parents of two or three children already, yeah. then you're like fine trying to find health, uh, you know, care, child care for your kids for two different days. And it's like, you know, it's, it's really just making it just difficult to access just your constitutional right. And you know, whatever. Okay, listeners, I get it. Like, we all have different religious beliefs, whatever. But you have to acknowledge that there's a reason why uh, Roe v. Wade existed. And people forget about this. Yeah. Back in the 70s, like, when before Roe v. Wade went into effect, like, people were dying in hospitals because they were doing self, self-abortions at home, you yeah. know? And so you had doctors at that time that were like really advocating for abortion rights because they saw people coming in with like... Fucking bleach in their bodies. Yeah, like crazy shit, you yeah. know? like, And you talk to these people who, these advocacy, advocacy groups who work with, uh, who have, you know, these phone lines of people calling, seeking access, like they'll tell you about the phone call where it's a desperate person who can't get an appointment can't make an appointment who then just kind of says like this is what i have in my in my cabinet what can i do you know and that's like holy shit you know like to think about like think about how expensive it is to have a child yeah no i don't know so like literally texas is saying like um (laughs) texas is saying to these people like no the the um consequence here is that you now have to raise a child and, you know, it, it, like one of the things, it's, it's a high immigrant country. I mean, it's the largest border of Mexico in the in the whole United States. Yeah. And so we're, we're dealing with a lot of people who are already desperate. I mean, Texas is horrible. The, yeah. the statistics of Texas are insane. Like, Texas has the highest rate of uninsured people in 
the country. Like, and then of that, you've got like 1.5 million Texas children who live in poverty. 1.5 million children in Texas live in poverty, 23% of which have food insecurity, which like, if you think about like what food insecurity, like we will never understand food insecurity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I refuse to. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it, you're, you hear about it a lot, right? These kids who public school, it's, it's it, the sad part that school is shut down is because you have these kids who that was their only meal their only guaranteed meal every day was at school. Yeah. Like, what is that like? Like, what is that like? Yeah, and most of the time that meal is probably, like, not even healthy enough for them. Right. So instead of, like, focusing efforts on, like, making sure COVID doesn't destroy these, like, destroy Texas or Alabama or Oklahoma, whatever, these governors are openly, like... Using this as using a way this. to push their agenda. For sure. And which is fucked up. And uh, it's really crazy. There's a there's a couple moveon.org petitions you can sign. I don't know if that actually fucking does anything, but they exist. You can go find them. That's how I originally <laughs> found out about this. And then I ran out into the, into the kitchen. I was like, cool, you hear about this shit? And she's like, yeah, I know. I'm all over it. Uh, and, the <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, this is what's going on right now. If you're in Texas and this is happening to you, I'm very sorry. Um, there are ways uh, for you to I do mean, it. But it's but. not like, you know, it's not final and whatever. You, there's the Center for Re- Reproductive Rights, the Planned Parenthood F- uh, Foundation. Like, there, are, there, are, there are organizations that are making a plan on how they are going to fight this and how it will maybe again have to go to the Supreme Court. I mean, quick, quick story. Yeah. So, no, quick no, little no, give it, give tidbit. It. This is, this the, last, um, the last case from Texas that went to the Supreme Court, I mean, there's one sitting with the Supreme Court right now. They, they heard uh, hearings in March, and so they haven't given any order on that. And it's fighting another trap law about, like, requiring doctors to have admitting privileges at hospitals, which is, like, when you have an abortion, you do not need a hospital. You never, you know, you never see any type of real surgical equipment when yeah. you're having an abortion. Um, so it's another insane law. But regardless, so the last one that abortion clinics in Texas won from the Supreme Court. The uh, Texas was saying that basically like abortion is not, is not okay in our state. But I mean, that there's, this was one of the things that kind of swayed the court um, yeah. against them. They were arguing that, uh, well, it's, um, it's really bad for Texas, but it's okay if women go to other states and have this thing. Yeah, but it's like, that's not even an option in Texas. Well, Regardless, yeah. uh, when you're arguing to the Supreme Court, you can't say like, well, you should let us keep this rule in Texas, but like it really doesn't matter if it's if it's in Alabama. Like we don't care. Like, you know, it's not yeah. a federal, it's not a federally protected law uh, in just one state. Like, <laughs> like if you're going to say that it's bad in this state, then you have to say that it's bad in every state, you know? Yeah. So... Well, it is really messed up, and uh, we're hoping that all you guys out there and all you ladies out there are taking care of yourselves during this uh, this time. And we, you know, we're only thinking about uh, the the COVID when uh, there is a lot of other shit going on, and uh, we need to be paying attention to this. If you're in trouble, if you know anyone in trouble, please go to I need an A dot com. I N E E D A N A. Very accurate. Very up to date. Uh, there is nothing like it. Um, if you get a free moment 
Um, go ahead and uh, tweet at Greg Abbott. Tell him to go fuck himself. Uh, or Ken Paxton. Ken Paxton, Ken their Paxton. attorney general. He's another demon. And, um, and just know that the, these states uh, are, do need help. Uh, and they, they're, they need people to fight for them. And they are, they, you know, you have, so you have to go do that. I mean, this is also like a really good example of like voting, you know, like the uh, the three judge panel that put down um, that is keeping this law intact in Texas. Uh, One of the judges was just recently appointed by Trump. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, so pay attention, pay attention to what's going on like locally. And, you know, the side effect of a bad president is they put bad judges in place who then decide our rules. And so. How, let me. Uh, I'm another. I'm another subject. Uh, Julie, how do you feel about those? ice cream? I love ice cream. <clears throat> how about those uh, pro-lifers protesting outside the clinic in Charlotte? That all got arrested. I know. Well, you know what is crazy is, it just felt like finally some peace for those clinics because yeah. because they have been fighting with their local government for like so long because those protesters are so loud and they're so like they're coming from states away yeah and like the fact that the local government arrested them thank thank they finally had a legal reason to do it which is like the story of of those protesters is they they will turn the music up and their their speakers up and scream some of the most insane shit. And the so clinic will be like, the clinic will call the police and be like, they're they're violating uh, the noise ordinance. Can you come out? And then once they come out, they'll turn the speakers down. So it's just like yeah. fucking back and forth. Of, and yeah, you're right. Like now there's finally a reason that they are being arrested. Yeah. If uh, you, didn't know, you didn't hear about it in a clinic in Southeast Charlotte, uh, 50 people were outside of a uh, abortion clinic protesting this week, and uh, they weren't allowed to have that many people gathered together because of the COVID. And uh, the uh, when the cops told them to disperse, 12 people refused. They all got citations. And then eight of those 12 were even crazier, and they got arrested and went to jail for the night. But you know what? It is so twisted. They fucking use that. As a badge of as honor. A ba- like a badge of honor and a, like, see, look at us putting our lives on the line for the babies. And it's like You've Jesus done a lot of clinic fucking. escorting. What is some crazy shit you've seen people do? Well, I was at the, you know, I, when I was um, escorting at the clinic in Louisville on Mother's Day a few years ago, that was when there was the huge, like, I mean, it was insane. Yeah. Uh, the... These right-to-life organizations basically came and, like, sat down in front of the door and, like, were refusing to move. And I was, like, walking towards the door with a person trying to, like, trying to seek access, just trying to come into their appointment. Mm -hmm. And you're, like, walking them them through a crowd. I mean, I'm, like, a foot taller than all of them. So, like, I definitely felt like a football player in that moment. Just, just like, (laughs) get behind me. Um, I'll get us to the touchdown. Uh, No, no. Uh, no appointments were missed that day, you know? So it's one of those things where it's like, why did you do this? To, just for fucking... Just to make everyone upset. Make everyone upset. And they're so ugly and horrible right. anyway. I mean, right. if anything, they're promoting people yeah. to get the abortion. Another time I was <laughs> down in, uh, I think it was in Charlotte. It might have been either Charlotte or Raleigh uh, escorting. 
And I stood where I was told this one particular protester, Denim Dan is what they called him because he just wears all denim. Uh, of um, course. And they were like, he normally stands right here. Sounds creative. So, like, you wouldn't believe. Uh, and so I stood where he normally stood. And so he was so mad, he came up right behind me. It was me and another escort were standing there. And he came up behind us and got very close behind us that the other escort was like, he's, he's rubbing behind me, he's touching behind me. And he took that and then screamed across to another protester and was like, Cheryl, call the police. They're accusing me of rubbing my penis on them. So he called the police on himself. For rubbing his penis on you. Yes, 100%. So like the police showed up and they came to us and it's they were like... way too much denim for there, for there to be a penis. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but the police showed up and they came over to us and they were like... They were like, uh, so you call the police on who was inappropriately touching you. And I was like, he called the police on himself. It was him. He was standing behind us. And I think he just wanted a, a reason to call you. But, like, we yeah. didn't call you. He called the police on himself. Jesus Christ. I know. These fucking people. They're so dumb. I hate them with all my heart. All of my heart. Thank you so much for your continued <laughs> fight against these bastards. And providing a necessary service that I can't believe didn't exist before you did it. Uh, please, like I said, recommend Well, a lot of people put, you know, it's... A lot of effort behind it. You guys worked on this shit for years. I watched yeah. you sweat and make phone calls and scream and write copy and fucking, you know, you're you're on top of it. And I love you for it. I love you. Um, all right. It's INeedNA.com. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was serious about that. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want to find Julie on Twitter, she's at the Julie Rosing, R-O-S-I-N-G, Canarda underscore bayback on instagram i'm at eddie tunes underscore on twitter just eddie tune on instagram amber smelson twitter and instagram brighter side lpn on twitter the brighter side lpn on instagram last podcast network uh all the great shit for you guys uh thank you so much for listening uh this is show if you're listening to this you are listening to it free on spotify Thank you so much for joining over there and downloading the free app and just listening to our show and continuing to be a fan of what we're doing over here and all the cool things that are going on at the last podcast network. No mail for the time being. We will get you these stickers as soon as I'm allowed to go to the grocery store without a mask on. Uh, help give a push of the brighter side. If you're digging this and you're enjoying it and it's helping you get through this pandemic and we're trying to keep it positive. Go ahead and push it on your social media for us. Rate and review us on... Oh, I guess you don't rate review on Spotify anymore. Well, don't worry about that. Just tell people you're listening to the show. <laughs> uh, uh, spread the word is all I'm trying to say. Also, check out the LPN show, the new show on LPN hosted by Ben Kissel. I should be making an appearance uh, this week or next. Uh, my other podcast is Thick Skin with Jeff Ross. You can find that everywhere but Spotify. Um, uh, know what's really cool on Spotify right now? Roundtable Gentlemen just got added to Spotify. That shit was so much fun. Probably the best time I ever had other than Murderfest. Uh, so, uh, go check that out when you got a free time. Thank you, Fernando, for all of your beautiful editing skills. Man, he has such beautiful fingers. Eddie, we miss you, buddy. We got to get you back on the show. I'm sick of doing these shows without you. I can't wait to have you. All right. Uh, we're all stressed out. We all need to chill. 
uh, taking us out this week is Gentle on My Mind by Connie Smith. Beautiful song. You love Connie Smith. We saw Connie Smith. Uh, she came out love and sang Smith. during, uh, what's his name? The um, the Native American uh, indigenous, uh, yeah. Marty Stewart. Yeah. Like I was, they opened for uh, uh, Steve Miller Band. That was a lot that of fun. That was so fun. All right. Gentle on my mind, Ugh, Connie live Smith. Concerts. Take it easy, you bastards. I love you. Love you. Uh, this has been The Brighter Side of Cynics Look at Optimism. Be good to yourselves and the people in your immediate area. Peace. It's knowing you don't try to buy my freedom with some promise made of gold. That for you my door stays open and our love becomes a simple two-way street. And it's knowing we're not shackled by forgotten words and bonds And the ink stains that have dried upon some line That keeps you on the back road by the This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.